Come on. Yeah. And we are live. What's up, Robbie Hoyt? How are you? Good. How are you doing? I am super excited. Thank you for joining me today. Robbie Hoyt from a Sticky's Finger Joint. Buddy, uh, for those people who don't know what Sticky's Finger Joint is, and clearly you could just look at the background here. <laughs> but tell, can you tell everybody a little bit more about Sticky's? Yeah. So Sticky's is, um, you know, chicken. We have chicken tenders, chicken poppers. Um, we also have grilled chicken. And our newest addition to the menu, we have now thigh poppers. Um, so it's basically your favorite item being chicken made a bunch of different ways. We have sandwiches, or we have something we call signatures. So they could be stacked over fries or just the chicken topped with different sauces and seasonings. Um, that's a fan favorite in the top right is the Thai Fiesta. That's like a beloved signature. So basically it's, you know, great for people of all ages. Kids love to come in cause they love chicken fingers. Parents like to come in cause all the different combinations. So it's a win-win. Yeah, my my favorite is the the bacon mac and cheese. Yeah, actually, it's bacon mac. that one that one's really good. And also, like, what's the vampire one with the, the vampire killer? Yep, yeah, vampire killer. That's it. So good. Yeah, so good. So Stickies is based in New York City, and you have how many locations? We have thirteen locations: three in New Jersey, uh, ten in New York City, and then we're actually just announced about a month ago that we're opening our first one in Hoboken. So that's going to be a hybrid of you know a suburban market, but with a it's really in a city, so it's in the suburbs. It's not New York City, but it's pretty much a city <laughs> in terms of sales uh, and revenue. Yeah, I think Hudson County, uh, where Hoboken is, is typically called like the sixth borough or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> so that's awesome about that. That's awesome. I mean, how long? How long has the brand been around? Uh, the brand's been around, I believe. Um, next year will be our tenth year. That's amazing. That's pretty fast growth. I mean, and and really, that growth has accelerated in the last couple yeah, of years the last couple of years we really added a, a bunch of more stores on um we're actually and there's articles about it so i could disclose it we're talking about converting our union new jersey location into a drive-thru which we're super excited about so it's going to be our first drive-thru um so that should be awesome it's you know different than what we normally do we're a fast casual come in could get curbside pickup but now to offer a drive-thru is something we're very excited about Listen, man, I live in the burbs and I have a five-year-old. I love drive throughs <laughs> Yeah, it just, make, it just makes everything easier. Um, you know, where it's located is Route 22 in Union. And, you know, it's in the median. So there's three lanes on each side. So it's just a perfect location for a drive through I know exactly where that is. God bless. That's awesome. Well, listen, we are here to talk about how multi-unit brands, that would be stickies, market at the local level, right? So the whole idea here is like, look... You know, it's easy to post to social media. It's easy to send an email blast. It's easy to buy a bill. Well, maybe these things aren't easy, but like from the corporate perspective, it's not hard to market at a mass level, right? But it's really difficult to help the needs of the store and union if they specifically need help, right? I'm not picking on them, I'm just using it as an example, right? So this is your show, Robbie. The question for you is what does Sticky do? What does Stickies do? And how do you make that happen? How do you market at the local level? What's a couple of things you do? Yeah. So I think on a local level, it's all about understanding the location. So um, I think one of the issues that people, you know, run into is they think there's a silver bullet. One tactic will work everywhere. And, you know, any oh, marketer right. knows that's not the case. <laughs> so I think we really have to look at stores on an individual level because our store in Paramus, New Jersey, which is, you know, a suburb of New Jersey compared to Hell's Kitchen is going to be a much different crowd. Um, you know, a store like Paramus will have a higher average check because people are coming with families than New York City where they're coming in for lunch. So it's all about targeting, you know, what demographic you have. 
So, you know, specifically targeting families and maybe that's getting involved in the local community, doing something with the Primus Little League. Um, that's things we've done in the past. But, you know, New York City, I think it's a little tougher because it's so many different um, people in the workplace coming for lunch. Dinner has also been picking up. But on those, you know, there's different tactics in New York City. You could use, um, you know, like workplace mailers where it's distributed to all the office buildings and you give an incentive uh, like to the admin at the front, give them a free lunch to distribute out coupons and marketing material. Um, whereas, you know, on every door direct mailer you could do in the suburbs, but you're not going to do it in New York City. It just doesn't make sense for you. So, so I think, Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, so I think, you know, it's important for people to look at the individual stores. Um, I know you touched on social media. I think social media is a huge part of it, but I think some issues that people run into with social media is they one, they run one campaign for the whole brand. Um, you definitely have to have different ad sets in there and you have to have separate campaigns because if you just run you know, a general campaign for stickies, even if I have all locations targeted, one location like Friday might made up all the budget. So it's important to have, you know, distribution based on sales around each specific market um, instead of one bundle campaign. And then another thing that I love to do is... Well, hold on. Let, let's, let's go deep for a second, okay? So I definitely, wherever you're going, we want to get there. But like, let's go deep on that for a second. So you're talking about social advertising, right? You're talking about yep. doing ads on Facebook and Instagram, right? Yes. Let, let's go a little deep there. So, right, so I could just go, I could just go place a, a blanketed ad for North Jersey and Facebook, or sorry, New York City, and like go, cool, whatever. But you're saying that like you can't, you don't do that, right? Yeah, I mean, we we have ads running, but the way we do it is we set up different ad sets based on the budget. So, say your budget's a thousand dollars a week, you could split that up at the stores based on sales. So, you know, one store does double the sales as another. They would have a higher budget. But if you just bundle it all together, what happens is the store that's performing the best, they have like learning on Facebook. Um, most of the budget will go there and you might spend $900 at one store and um, $100 on the other 12 stores. So it's important to set up different ad sets and different campaigns with their individualized budgets. And you do it based on a geographic. So you're like, okay, yeah. this area, that area, this, the other. Yeah. Like, so New York City based on zip codes, um, you know, in the suburban New Jersey markets, I like to do a five mile radius around the stores because I feel comfortable that people would drive up to five miles, anything over that. I kind of feel like it's a little iffy. I think the sweet spot really is three miles around the store. Um, but like a location, like our Paramus one, um, it's in a mall. So, you know, people, it's on the outside of a mall, but you know, people are driving a little further to go to the mall. Yeah. So, I mean, it, you, you, this is really specific, right? You're like, look, I have to analyze all of my locations and what is the local market look like, right? Yep. Frame is the perfect example. Like nobody really lives near the store, right? Because there's a mall, yeah. mall, and another mall, and another mall. Yeah. And so mall. many malls, correct. <laughs> and it's all about, um, you know, spending time in the stores. Um, so, like, GM's asking people, and it's just about having ca casual conversation and, like, collecting data. So you can just be friendly and be like, hey, what's up? Oh, you're going shopping today? You know, people just think you're being friendly and having a conversation. But you kind of learn what, where people are coming from. Did they come just for stickies? Did they come to go to the Target next door? Or they came to go to Nike a couple doors down? So what brought them to the area? Because that's also important to know what the drivers are. That's awesome. All right. So you have th 13 locations, right? So are you, running, are you running 13 campaigns? Uh, so it's like one general campaign with, you know, duplicated 13 times. Yeah. Got it. And are you doing it or do you have an agency or do you use software? So, yeah, we use a company called Targetable and they help us set up all the ads. 
Um, we really like targetable. Our rep Alex is great. So initially we did, we had, you know, we're testing three locations this past month. We've been testing all 13 and um, that's something we saw very, er, very early on that, you know, if you just do three locations bundled, the ad budget will get eaten up by whatever store is performing the best. Yeah. And for, for those of you that are watching this live or watching it later, if you don't know what targetable is, they basically remove the need to have a, an agency, right? Yeah. They, the, they basically create and and all of the ad sets for you, and all you have to do is basically basically go in and go yes. <laughs> yep. They make it really cool. easy, and uh, you know if you have any suggestions, they're super easy to work with. I can't speak highly enough about them. That is awesome. All right, I paused you on something you were going to go to, so let's go yep. there next. Yeah, I was going to say um, customer demographics and gathering information from customers are also super important. I know. With iOS 14, people really get, you know, concerned about what data is being collected by them. Um, but like I tell people, you know, as a marketer, you know, some people care everything you're doing. I, I don't really care. I just want to know, you know, what your age is, what you like to buy so I could segment um, specific offers cater to you. So we actually just got a new software CRM called Bicky. I'm not sure if you're familiar, but. Look, you're, you're naming all my favorite tech today. So, <laughs> yeah. So with Bicky, we just rolled it out. So it's still pretty new to me, but um, I could segment different guests, which is awesome. And when I'm segmenting different guests, you know, I could do all customers that never purchase a chicken sandwich. And then I could send out an email only to those people, which is great. Um, Cause you definitely want to drive trial and you want to drive people to try items they haven't tried before. So I think customer data is super important. And you know, the only reason why I want it is I want to know more about my customer. I want to know what they're spending and, this isn't necessarily local, but another great tactic um, with third parties is new customer acquisition. You never want to become a discount brand and discount all customers, but um, if it will get a customer to come into the brand, I'll give you a discount on your first order. And then the goal is to convert them you know, to your first party platform. Um, so then you can really track their lifetime value because the third parties do a great job at collecting data, but they don't do a great job at sharing data with you. Not a fan. All right, so you're saying personalized communication based on where the customer is in their journey, correct? Yes, definitely. Because you also want to be, um, you know, if you segment people and they've only ever ordered vegetarian items, so for our menu, it would be a salad, veggie fingers, or mushroom poppers, you know, I don't want to send them an ad about chicken if there's a good chance they're a vegetarian. You know, they're just going to delete it, market a spam, it's not going to be relevant. I want to share relevant content um, that I think people will enjoy. That is awesome. Okay. So I have questions about email. I love you. I, email, I think is an incredible tool uh, for driving retention. Are you sending, so you're doing personalized communication based on somebody's journey. So uh, like a welcome flow or a lapse flow, I'm guessing you're doing something like that. Conversion. Yeah. So we actually just started building that out um, like two weeks ago. So it's all still being, being built out, but yes, that's, that's the goal. Um, you know, welcome emails, segmenting customers that ordered from our web, but never, download our app, getting them to download the app, and then, you know, personalized, personalized messages based on what we think they would like. And, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought, but with that. Automation, you know, marketing automations. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, with that, I think there's like a love-hate relationship with email. You know, there's emails that I get every day that I just archive, um, open an archive. So I think it's all very important about finding a sweet spot um, and understanding your brand. So. What I tell people is, you know, you know, if it's sweet green or salada or any salad place, you could eat that every day. 
chances are people aren't ordering stickies every day. So you don't want to send them emails every day. So it's really understanding your brand and understanding the customer's frequency. So you can market them um, without them getting tired of you and making sure everything's relevant. Are you, are you doing like batch and blast as well or only segmented? Um, no, no, we do like batch and blast. So we did one yesterday about our chicken thigh campaign to let people know we have uh, two new items. So we have our chicken thighs, which is our newest menu item. First time we added a new protein option. And then also we brought back our hot honey sauce. So even if they were a vegetarian, for example, they might like the hot honey sauce. So you're making me hungry. Just well, FYI. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, that is awesome. Personalized communication is key. Uh, I, I'm guessing you said you have Bicky, so you're also tracking like revenue performance per email, yep. right? Yeah. That's what I'm really excited about. And they also have, uh, the lifetime value in there. So that's what I was kind of mentioning. One of the main reasons we were using it, um, you know, initially is that right now we use Lunchbox as our first party ordering system. We know, you know, customers order, but we want to know their lifetime value. So I want to know if I gave you discounting to the advantage of it, how many other times you came throughout the year? Do you only come when a discount is offered? Um, you know, how's your average check? Is it growing? Are you trying new items? That's the information that I want to gather. Awesome. All right. Now, so this conversation is about how to market at the local level, but one-on-one -on -one communication is literally marketing at the local, you're lo yep. marketing at the person level, right? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, like local, it's a mix of things like, you know, with social media, you could work with targeted influencers that are, you know, popular, you know, Hoboken and Jersey City has a bunch. So we already started communication with a bunch of them. So once the store opens, they can blast it out. Another thing that I think is important at a local level, um, you know, word of mouth advertising, but how do you do word of mouth advertising by referring a friend? So that's something we're working on, you know, a refer a friend program where if I refer you and you come in, I get a reward. So I think that's very important because, you know, I think of it like my parents, you know, all the brands I've been at, my parents haven't tried it before. And when I brought it home, they're like, wow, that's great. You know, I just didn't know about this, you know, I would have never tried it. So I think the younger generation, um, well, all generations, I think, really take advice seriously. And if someone gives a strong recommendation to something, a, a brand, they'll try it. So I think a refer a friend program is also very beneficial. I love I love this. So I tell people all the time, there are four main ways that people discover a restaurant. Okay, third party, right? So Uber Eats, DoorDash, Grubhub, you've already mentioned them, right? Yep. Word of mouth, which to me is people sharing on social and ratings and reviews. You've already mentioned that, right? Uh, search marketing, which we haven't gotten into yet, and, and and Facebook and Instagram advertising. You're literally like doing everything, <laughs> yeah. doing all the things. And then retention is 100% about personalized communication. Yeah, and I really love retention. You know, I think the easiest way to grow sales for any business is to increase frequency. Um, you know, you could... There's obviously a huge pool of new customers always, um, but that pool is only so big. It's can I get you to come in one more time a month, two more times a year, and that's how you really grow sales. That's awesome. We, we have somebody uh, somebody on LinkedIn saying, uh, "Hold on, let me put this on screen." Uh, that they're doing text marketing one on one, no haters, commenting, and ninety nine percent read rate. Are are you guys doing text marketing as well? Um, yeah, somewhat. So we use a company called Ovation. Uh, so one of our strategies to get guests. To go from it literally, like if I had you say, Rev, what are your favorite marketing tech companies? You've named four of the five. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we do um, try and get them from third party to first party by asking a survey and giving them, you know, a discount on the first party platform, which is Lunchbox to order. 
And we do send out uh, text communication blasts through Ovation as well. Um, but, you know, like we launched Chicken Thighs uh, two weeks ago from tomorrow. And like I kind of staggered it. We did a push notification through Lunchbox. We did a text message. We blew up social media for about five days promoting it. And then this week, I also sent an email blast about Chicken Thighs just because you don't want to hit them all at once. You want it to be you know, like, like a drip campaign, you want them to stay relevant. Maybe they were traveling. It's the summer, people go on vacation. Maybe they just came back. You want them to see the ad or the messaging come in. So I think it's also very important to stagger. I think sometimes people get lost in the launch. Like we have to do all these all at once, but if they have the app and they have, you know, they're on your email list, they're going to see the same message twice. Why don't you spread it out a little bit? You sound like uh, people can't avoid you. Yeah. You're on, you're on organic social media, you're on paid social media, you're in their email, you're texting them, they're in the app, like they like they cannot forget about stickies. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the thing I love is also driving, you know, the conversation and seeing that's what I think I'm most proud of is uh when you tell somebody where you work and I say stickies are like, oh my god, they're the best chicken I've ever had. Um, I think that's very rewarding. So um two days ago was National Fried Chicken Day and um, you know, we just did something simple on social media, posted a picture of our poppers with fries and just said, you know, tag a friend and like this post uh, for a chance to win a $25 gift card. I think we had over 150 comments and that was our most commented post in probably the past three or four months. So something so simple where, you know, you're giving a $25 gift card drives so much engagement. It was our most liked post recently um, the last couple months. So I think that's also very important. You don't have to spend a lot of money to get your message out there. And, uh, you know, I know you mentioned like TVs and billboards. We have a billboard for our union location. We don't do any TV. We don't do any radio. I feel like those are really for the more densely populated, you know, brands like the Duncans, things like that, where you could get it on every corner. Um, so I think the message has to be more catered and you have to spend the money like it's your own. That's how I look at it. I love it. Spend the money like it's yours. And by the way, anytime I'm listening to the radio, which is very infrequent, and I hear like a local restaurant advertising on radio, I'm like, why did this, like, I have no idea how much you spent here, but like, why did you not do a Facebook ads campaign? Like, it's like, I'm, I was driving on the turnpike the other day and there's a restaurant and they have like two locations. And I'm like, you know, you have like three or four billboards, uh, billboards on the turnpike. How can you, you know, afford it? How does it make sense? And that's how I kind of try to look at everything on, you know, there's some tangible that you could track like return on ad spends. There's other ones where if you do a billboard, unless you have a specific offer, offer, you can't track it. But that's why I like social because, and, you know, digital marketing, because I can really track our return on ad spend, which I think is very important. All right. So we, you just gave us like a laundry list. Like you basically like here, here's how to market a business. Go um, yeah. from that list. What, what's like the number one, like what's the, like you sit down, it's Monday morning. Like what's the number one in that list that you have to make sure it gets done first. I really love push notifications um, because people are obsessive about clearing their notifications. And I think a push notification isn't that annoying to people, you know, they'll read it, they'll clear it. Um, emails, you know, you have to swipe over, you open it. I, don't know, I feel like there's more to do. So I really like push notifications. It's one of my favorite. Um, right on their screen, gives them a chance to easily order. You know, they click on it, it opens in the app. So that's I mean, one of my I, biggest. 
I know me. I've gotten two text messages since you and I started talking, and I'm dying to clear them. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I totally understand that move. I totally understand somebody wanting to like get it off their screen and see it. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I, I really like push um, email. I mentioned love hate. You just have to find that sweet spot um, where you're not sending it too much, but you're sending the relevant information. And I do love you know Facebook and Instagram, but I do tailor the ads, the placements. I prefer more advertisements on Instagram than on Facebook. Um, I just feel like for our demographic, it's a little younger, and they spend more time on Instagram. Honestly, the only reason why I still have a Facebook. Is for you know the business manager. I can't tell you the last how many years ago I posted. Um, it's really just for that. So I feel like more people spend time on Instagram. I, I there's a brand I work with that is multi-unit, and every we go once a month we go through all of our marketing metrics. How do we do here? How we you know what was text, email, blah blah. And every time we look at Facebook, I'm like, do we do this just for ads? Like it's the same thing. Like like we like it doesn't matter what the content is. It doesn't matter what we try. It doesn't even like we even ran an email campaign that was do this thing on Facebook. And it was like, uh. yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes the thing I like about, you know, Facebook is like the pixels, you drop a pixel on your site. Um, people don't check out, you can target them with ads and then it tells you, you know, their frequency, how many times they see the ad, um, what your conversion costs are. So I still like it for the, you know, the Intel, but not, I, for, not for organic. Yeah. I, I think Instagram, you know, people love it. And it's so like, People go to Instagram to see what's new, what the content is. You know, most of the content's not on Facebook. Like, if you scroll on Instagram, you see, you know, a thousand good pictures of food. You bookmark it. Wow, I got to try that place on Facebook. People aren't doing that as much. That's awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, listen, I, I feel like you have 10 other things. How else do you get at the local level? What, what other magic can you pull out of your hat and share with everybody? I think... Being part of the community is something that's really important. I know I touched on it briefly, um, but just getting involved in local organizations, um, you know, in terms of return on investment, you know, you may not see something right away, but I do feel like it's very important to always give back and just partner, donate food and just get involved in the community. Um, I think people also, you know, think of brands like, you know, Sticky Says 13, but we're, we have a very small team, um, you know, obviously we're all from the tri-state area and you know people think like oh these are big brands you know why would i give them the money like shop local but you know we're hiring local gms local employees so i think it's important to give back to the community and that's something that we do a lot that like i'm definitely very proud of um giving back donating food you know whether it's underprivileged kids or you know we did a kickball tournament for juneteenth um we donated to the alley forney center for pride month i think it's all about giving back um, and people are so appreciative and that really like means a lot to us that, you know, our food could touch people and it gives them something to enjoy. That is awesome. So are, for something like that, like you're working with a kickball team in, in Paramus or whatever, are, are you doing that from your office or are you empowering somebody at the location to do that? So it depends. So for the Juneteenth kickball league, um, it was in Brooklyn, I believe they picked up the food from Brooklyn, but you know, we're also donating meals actually next Thursday to city harvest. So um, you know, what I'm doing is I'm actually going to Brooklyn, dropping off meals at one of their location, going back, picking up the rest of the meals and bringing it at the other location. So I kind of feel like it's like you see at, uh, you know, construction's truck, no job too small. I think, you know, yes, I'm the director of marketing, but, you know, I'll never not have time to give back and help out. If that means me going to pick up the food and delivering it and building those relationships, I think that's very important. That's awesome. Zach from Ovation agrees. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We love ovation. 
That is awesome. That is awesome. Uh, all right. So I'm, I'm going to ask that question one more time. So sometimes you're doing it, but sometimes somebody at the location is doing it as well. well like the community. Yeah. So the location, like they'll uh, pick, not pick up, they'll prepare all the food. Sometimes the people are able to pick it up. Um, other times if we have to deliver it, you know, we'll deliver it. So for example, um, we just did an event with ABC food tours, uh, which is Matt James and Tyler Cameron from the bachelor. It's their, you know, non-for-profit. And basically, um, like, I think it's a lower, they donate to like lower income schools. So we did a fifth grade graduation party. I was there, our VP of operations, Jane was there, our CEO, John was there all to help out and give back food. Um, you know, we gave away 150 meals. The kids loved it. The faculty loved it. The parents loved it for their graduation party. So I think it really depends on the event, but we have no problem, you know, stepping in and doing our part. Awesome. All right. Let's see if we can recap. Personalized communication. Yep. Facebook and Instagram advertising, but, but not, and not not uh not blanketed market, right? Yep. Um, what else? What else do we say here? Uh, community, right? So in being involved in your community, right? Yep. Uh, conversion marketing. So somebody orders from third party, getting them to order directly from you instead. Okay. Te text marketing, which again, personalized communication. Anything else? I mean, that's like uh, that's a huge ecosystem. Influencers, we work a lot with influencers. And the thing with influencers, just to touch on briefly, is, um, you know, a lot of people get stuck up on, you know, we have to pay influencers. We may not have the budget. There are so many influencers that will work with you for free that just want free food. So I think it's really, you know, finding the right people. Um, you know, one of the influencers I work with um, played for Scene Hall Basketball. He was on a 10-day contract with the Knicks. He's on the Westchester Knicks, and he just loves our brand. So, you know, finding people that are right fit that are familiar with your brand are very important. Yeah. And by, by the way, you also said you're also doing uh, like going into offices and giving out you know, samples or whatever. Yeah. I, I love to bring that up because to me, like an influencer, most people think it's like somebody with 100,000 followers on TikTok. Right. Like yep. that's a very modern definition of influencer. But like the principal of the local high school has people who listen to him or her. That's an influencer. Right. The person that owns the nail salon down the, the street from your popular location that tells people where to eat lunch after they get their nails done, that's an influencer. You know what I yeah. mean? With that, like office managers, it's like, who's going to be placing the, the food order? You know, let's get to them. Doormen, terrific. They're always giving recommendations. Um, same thing with hotel doormen. You know, people go to them like, hey, where's a good place to eat? Things like that. So just building those relationships, uh, I think, are very important. And then it's, you know, if we deliver and someone hasn't gone down and got their food yet and they see a stickies bag, it may just pop the question, hey, what's that? You know, that smells good. What's in there? So it's all about <laughs> starting that conversation and getting people intrigued if they're not familiar with your brand already. Robbie, do you sleep? Yes, I sleep <laughs> enough for sure. Like this is like this is like the uh, in, intensely complex marketing system, right? To, and how many people are on the marketing team at Stickies? Um, so we have a social media manager who actually just had her first baby. So she's on leave and we also have a graphic designer. It's so amazing. Pretty small team. Yeah. That's but awesome. you know, the thing is like stickies, I really love the brand. A lot of people don't love what they do. Um, you know, I'm around food every day, so there's no complaints. And I think just when you're passionate about what you do, it just makes every day easier. You know, there's no, there hasn't been a day where I'm just like, oh man, I have to go to work today or I have to do this. You know, it's exciting. You set goals and then you try and beat your goals. So I like competition. So it's all like an internal competition on how to get better. 
do you have like in in Robbie's mind are like the stores competing against each other like <laughs> not really um you know since we're all maybe if it was corporate versus franchise you want the corporate stores to do better but since we're all corporate that's not really the case um but you know everybody shares the same goals at Sickies. we just want the brand to grow we want you know to get our message out that we have the best damn chicken um around so when everybody shares the same goals and the sh- same thoughts you know there's like no bad ideas you know i present i always tell um, you know, our executive team, when we have our meetings, I'm like, all right, I have a, another crazy idea. Every week I have at least one crazy idea and sometimes they stick and sometimes they don't, but, you know, just being able to work in a place where you could share whatever ideas you have and just a, you know, collaborative effort is something I love. That is awesome. Well, Robbie Hoy from Sticky's Finger Joint, super grateful for you joining us today. L- literally like p- people should take this write down everything you said and do this. Like you guys have literally built a perfect digital marketing system. Like I'm, I'm incredibly impressed. Right? Awesome. I appreciate the time. It was awesome to speak with you and great to finally meet you as well. <laughs> yeah. This is a, but for those of you that are watching, this is the first time we've ever talked. So none of this was scripted. All right. Last question before we depart, who else should we have on the show? Who like, who's another marketer or brand that you think should be on here? Um, maybe my first boss I could reach out with Amy Infante. So she's my first boss at Muscle Maker Grill. Muscle Maker Grill, um, you know, they went public. Um, they've actually been acquiring another, they acquired a meal plan company down in Jacksonville, Florida, I believe. And they just acquired Pokemato out of Connecticut. So I think she would be someone great to talk to. Let's get her on here. We like, we like to get smart. So Awesome. Robbie, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate the time. This is a great conversation. Thank you, everybody that watched this live or is watching it later. If you want to talk to Robbie, we are live on LinkedIn. You could just pop his name and go go send him a message. I'm assuming you replied to LinkedIn messages, right? Yeah, I do, yeah. <laughs> awesome, everybody. Thank you so much. Make it a great, tasty day. Thank you again, Robbie. Have a good one. Appreciate you.